Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Read the Chicago Reader to get up to speed on what's what in Chicago. Culture. Food. Arts and entertainment. Weekly concert listings. Weekly event listings. The environment. Travel. I can continue, but you get the point. And for all of you Chicago political junkies, raw weekly columns on real city politics from Maya Dukmasova and our very own Ben Jarofsky. The Chicago Reader. Free to the public in newsstands throughout the city and online at chicagoreader.com. Read it now and be a more informed Chicagoan. Now, our interview portion of the program. Benny J, take it away. Jackie Algia is joining us uh, from SEIU Healthcare, and uh, it seems she has momentarily <laughs> left her computer screen. I don't know, something I said, something I did, Jackie? Uh, no. she'll be, oh, here she comes. <laughs> <laughs> hey! There you are. How about look at me? I got a camera and everything. I uh, know, man. I'm looking good. Jackie, when she first saw me, goes, is that Brad Pitt? No, I'm just kidding. I've used that joke three I times. I'm going to retire. A young Brad Pitt. Your hair was just a little shorter. but Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jackie, there's so much to talk about. Some of it good, some of it bad. And yep. when I first uh, booked this uh, segment, I was like, oh, let's talk Georgia. Because I was so high. I was so high on Tuesday night. I was watching those results. Warnock won, then Ossoff won. Democrats took control. It was black political power at its best. Shout out Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, good God. Mm-hmm. So why don't we get the bad news out of the way first, and then we'll work our way up to the good news. And I talked to you yesterday in the midst of it all, Jackie. Um, that insurrection, people... Uh, Trump lovers with their Confederate flags and their anti-Semitic shirts uh, and uh, replacing the American flag with a Trump flag, smashing windows, taking over the Senate, taking over the House. Your general thoughts about what went down yesterday? Yeah, well, I mean, it was the classic um, demonstration of white supremacy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that, um, you know, it, it, people of color were not included. They were not considered. They were not, you know, a part of, I mean, you had one or two sprinkles of people of color that were in there, but, but, um, it, it was strictly, uh, you know, a, a demonstration in my opinion of white su- supremacy and what, what validates that is the non-response of um, the uh, National Guard um, and the police presence that should have been there to keep what we saw, the travesty that we all witnessed, uh, take place. 
Go into that a little more, because I've been thinking about that a lot myself. And I, I, I believe there will be investigations. I saw a headline uh, already. Schumer, Chuck Schumer, uh, the, the, the Democratic head of the, the Senate, uh, said that the sergeant of arms will be fired as though he did something wrong. I just saw a headline. I didn't. Know. But it, uh, in your opinion, uh, how should yesterday have been handled? Again, Trump had been promoting this rally for mm-hmm. weeks Right. Uh, so everybody knew what was going down, uh, and the Proud Boys have been putting it out on their internet sites, mm-hmm. Jackie. So everybody knew what was going down. So in your opinion, yes. how should it have been handled? Well, it should have been handled the same, similar as they did in the, the summer months when Black Lives Matter came to the city uh, to peacefully protest. And yet when you see the images of that, and we all, you know, watch that in, in some disdain and horror, but um, they, they show images of that they have throughout last night and today as well. Um, no comparison. You know, you look at uh, in, in June, July, when that was happening after George Floyd's murder, um, you had the whole city was blanketed with National Guards. The presence was there. We don't even want to talk about the number of arrests in comparison, you know, uh, to what they the, the arrest that took place on yesterday. And so people were just, you know, people were there in June and July to express how they felt as well about and the, the anger and the hurt and the pain uh, and, and the, you know, intolerance of, of uh, black lives being abused and 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 um, killed and, and, you know, just eliminated, if you would, by uh, police. And yet yesterday you had mobs of white people, men mostly it seemed, but women as well, I saw, and and the kids too, just to, you know, take over what is, they said, the the people's building, the people's care. Well, we're part of those people. And um, they took it over and uh, without uh, permission and with the intent to do just what they did. And they did that because of a leader for them who said, you got the right to do that. Don't worry about it. We're going to go and take it over. In fact, he made some comments like, you know, this is the only way to to take back power. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I said if you're uh, you can't take back power by being weak. By being weak, that's yeah, that's exact words. That's right. Uh, uh, since I've been on the air, I see these little flashes. By the way, I got to tell you this: uh, I've already shared this with my listeners. Yeah, I, I, all this was going down when I was on the air yesterday. So, mm-hmm. I, oh no, I did tell you the story. So, I, everything I was, I had Monroe Anderson on. Uh, it was Wednesday, and so mm-hmm. I'm looking at Monroe like I'm looking at you now on my TV mm-hmm. or my uh, screen, and mm-hmm. I could. He was, he had a TV in front of him. I was watching it in his mm-hmm. eyes. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I can see it. It was unbelievable. Uh, and so now I've learned. So I have my little phone here. So I get up, updated headlines every now and then. And I've seen already that Elaine Chow, who is the uh, Mitch McConnell's wife and uh, yeah. transportation mm-hmm. secretary, stepped down from the cabinet. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has said uh, that if he doesn't quit or if uh, they, if Pence doesn't uh, begin 25th Amendment proceedings to remove him, then she will convene impeachment, even though there's two weeks left. Uh, So do you have any thoughts about what uh, should happen to one Donald John Trump? 
Oh, I, I definitely think that the charges should be brought up to him because he clearly orchestrated that. He not only orchestrated it, he allowed it to happen, and he didn't do anything to curtail it. Mm-hmm. And that little sorry video that he did, you know, at the really the twelfth hour, he could have kept. <laughs> oh. He could have kept because it, it it didn't, you know, that was not a, a message from a leader who wanted to take control of a situation. Um, it, it, that was a message from a leader who wanted the situation to continue as it is. Mm-hmm. As it was. Yeah. Well, I'm a bit all over the map on this one. I'll give you my theory and get your reaction okay. to this. I do believe that uh, Donald Trump should be held accountable for his crimes. And I do believe he incited a riot. I'm an old guy. Uh, so I remember in 1969 when mm-hmm. Abby Hoffman and Bobby Seale and Jerry Rubin, they mm-hmm. concocted a case of crossing state lines to incite a riot in 1968, which was really the police beating the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the Chicago 7 trial, uh, as you know, Jackie. Uh, and so I'm like, hey, where's that kind of law and order and vigilance uh, today? Donald Trump did the same thing. He called on people to convene uh, and then he said, go take the Capitol. So I do believe he should be held accountable. On the other hand, I, I take very seriously uh, MAGA as a, uh, a huge force in this country. Uh, I would say close to 45 percent of this country is uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. And uh, so, like, if you kick Donald Trump out, you turn him into a martyr. Yeah. Uh, and I think he wants to because yeah. he's such a coward. He doesn't want to have yeah. to congratulate Joe Biden. He'd rather go out in handcuffs. Yeah. So your thoughts on this, Jackie, would, is it uh, counterproductive ultimately uh, to remove Donald Trump from office or should we hold him accountable? Go ahead. No, you know, then you raise a good point. Um, we don't want to feed uh, his um we don't want to feed the energy that he has amassed uh, with his base and, and, you know, um, by uh, removing him and only to incite them to, to do more, you know, of um, those similar actions as they did yesterday, because now he's been removed. I can only, I could only imagine what that might, that what that could look like in our country. And I'm not just talking about, the the day of inauguration. I'm talking about in general. You know, I have real concern about um, this new administration coming in and their safety, the safety of, um, you know, just people in general, because it was clear yesterday that that didn't matter, you know, mm-hmm. really did not matter. And so um, I, I think he should be held accountable. Um, I liked one uh, one thing that kind of shut him down somewhat today, and that was him not being able to do Twitter and Facebook and all that. I wish that that could be something permanent. I don't know if that's legal to do, but um, that would, you know, I, I'd be all in favor of that. And And quite frankly, I wish that had been done months, years ago, right? He should never as the president of our country who represents us all have been allowed freedom, free freedom of speech and, and not been allowed to put out some of the trash that he's put out and um, the disrespect and, and, and um, you know, the, 
how he's presented himself or non-presented himself as a leader of our our country, um, that should never have happened. So they they should have been shutting down. Is my point. Well, I uh, I just have to say this. Every time I, I, I have First Amendment or freedom of speech uh, discussions on the show, uh, lawyers or yeah, Mr. Monroe Anderson's always correcting me. And so I've learned from them. And Donald Trump does not have a First Amendment protected right to go on to a Twitter or Facebook and make up lies about people and uh, libel people and just uh, distort the truth. Those they, those are privately held uh, venues if they don't want Donnie Trump on there, it's mm-hmm. like me on my show. I don't have to have him on my show, you know? That's and right. so, uh, and so he has a right, I suppose, to go to a park. He go to bug out square in the North side of Chicago and stand on a box, uh, yeah. and give a speech. I mean, yeah. I presume he has a right to do that in a, pub, in a public place, but he does not have the right to do that in a private place. So I agree with you. Um, you know what else concerns me, though, Ben, and, and that is um, the generations now and those to come. So you think about all the young people of all ages, um, those that can can either mirror or or or, or uh, form their own uh, coalition or campaign around the issues like the Black Lives Matter uh, young people and and others. Um they saw what happened yesterday too. And they're real clear that there are two United States. That's what, that's what showed up yesterday. There are two, you know, there's the white United States and then there's the United States of, of color, primarily black people that are not equally sane, you know? And so what does the, what, what kind of messages are we sending to them? Um, you know, that, it's, that, you know, you, it's okay if if you're white, you're right, and if you're black, you get back. <laughs> you know, it's that same old thing that's been out for years, and that is not what I'm in this fight for. I've been in this fight a long time. You know that, Ben. And I'm, I'm fighting because I want it to be better for us, but I certainly want it to be better for them. And that that happened yesterday is not going to get us there. Yeah, uh, you're you're right, and I'll just remind everybody as I have all day uh, that when Black Lives Matter protesters uh, were marching in uh, St. Louis, uh, those that white couple showed up with their guns out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, accused protesters were just passing by, not bothering anybody uh, other than yep. the powers that be, right? Exercising their First Amendment constitutional right to protest. That's right. They came out with the guns, very threatening, very provocative. And Donald Trump and the Republican Party put them in the spotlight at the Republican convention. Let them be. Yeah. And so uh, here are absolutely two standards uh, in this country. It was when that mob takes over. Uh, but Jackie, you watch, as I, we, right before the show, we were talking about this. Uh, MAG is trying to get its narrative correct on mm-hmm. what went down. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to start blaming it on Antifa. You watch, that's coming. They're going to mm-hmm. get more and more. They're going to say, oh, yeah. well, it was these guys, they inserted themselves, mm-hmm. these sabotars. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're already, you know, there were, um, you know, some uh, buzz around. There was some buzz 
that kind of implied that last night. Late last night, I was watching TV, and and they were talking about how, um, yeah, well, you know, this is not the percentage of of um, the the seventy nine million people that supported him. That's not who they are. They wouldn't support that. So off to me already. That's like okay. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, people don't want to be held accountable for anything. All right. Uh, you mentioned the inauguration. Uh, I personally believe, get your thoughts on this, it should be a virtual inauguration. Uh, we're in the, first of all, in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know what's to celebrate right now. You know, it's more like get down to business. Uh, mm-hmm. But what's your thoughts? What about uh, the inauguration? Yeah. Well, it hasn't changed from when you and I spoke uh, briefly yesterday. I think personally, if they were to ask me, I'd say forego any kind of celebration, right? Uh, the celebration is the fact that he is no longer there. That's enough for me. I don't know about anybody else. Uh, legally, technically, he is no longer there. So uh, in that capacity. So I would, you know, if I, if I were them, I would just have a small, very private, my, you know, their spouses, maybe their children, grandchildren, um, and and do swearing in with their spouse holding the Bible. And, you know, we all watch virtually of those that want to, and that's it. And at a later time, when our country is, is uh, better or on better footing than it is right now, mm-hmm. that we come together and acknowledge that, you know, but that's what I would recommend. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with I you don't trust, here's the thing, hey, that yesterday was enough for me to say, oh, I don't trust them trying to do anything public, because I already, I kind of felt like Trump was going to do something on Inauguration Day. That's one of the bigger reasons that he hasn't conceded, because he wants to have, be able to hold that you know, or be his platform that, you know, you mistreating, you, you know, you mess with the vote and, you know, the election and it's not real and I'm still president or whatever he wants to say about it. And I just think, you know, you can't trust him. That was very clear yesterday. If you could, he would have came out. First of all, he wouldn't have been leading people to the Capitol steps and, you know, and to, you know, um, encourage them to take over, you know, anyway. So, I, I just, I don't trust him. And so for those reasons, I would just do something private. Uh, I'm with you on that one. All right. Now, I uh, when I think back to inaugurations uh, past, I got uh, two that are in my mind as contrasts. And uh, one, of course, is 2009 when everybody was jubilant when uh, Barack Obama was elected and there were parties uh, and the big turnout in Washington uh, for that. And then there was the one in 2017 uh, where so much of my <laughs> uh, lefty land where I dwell, where everybody was depressed uh, and it led to a tremendous women's march. Uh, which I still remember so clearly in January on inauguration. I think it was the day of, yeah, uh, 2017. Uh, so contrast the two of them, uh, Jackie, in your minds, um, in terms of the impact that they had on the organizing and the worldview that people had uh, in the in the aftermath, the party, the celebration, as a, or the protest. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so the party and celebration, I was uh, honored, blessed to have worked on both of uh, President Obama's campaigns um, and was able to experience the inauguration both times. And so 
that's a feeling like on on like when you've never for me that you you have not ever felt before um and for a number of reasons especially as it pertains to uh our first and so far our only black president so you know it, it just it was real really meaningful for me and i was glad to have been a part and honored to have been a part of where we slipped up was we continued to celebrate and didn't start focusing on, you know, they were planning and plotting against him from day one, you know, and uh, we should have been planning and plotting as well. And as a result, Tea Party came in, they took over. And um, I think that, you know, Trump certainly is a beneficiary of, of their um them doing just that. Um, then fast forward to um, January 21st of 2017. Well, inauguration was that Friday and uh, we did the march that Saturday. I'm also honored to have been one of the original organizers of the march here in Chicago. And we, you know, our goal from the beginning was people, especially women, needed to be heard. They needed to stand up for their rights. They needed to stand up for justice for them and their families, their communities. And um, they needed to respond to what I think had really surprised everybody. Nobody, I don't even think Trump thought he was going to win. And so, um, you know, you still hear women that say, I went to sleep that night and I woke up, I couldn't believe what I heard. You know, people still are in amazement that he did. Uh, I, I always contend that he it was stolen. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but we, you know, when we planned the march, it was, a, it was to create a space for women and, and their supporters and others to be able to come out to march to protest to, to just vent what they were feeling um, and um, then to and then the goal was to start planning um, how to build a movement that it wasn't just a march it wasn't you know that that we were really going to create a movement and we've been able to do that uh, when we did that march uh, on the 21st of January 2017 we we thought, you know, based upon the responses and registration that we were getting, that we might have had maybe 70,000 people, maybe, you know. And that was based upon, again, the registration. And so many people, women in particular, who wanted to go to D.C. but couldn't for whatever reason. And they also wanted to do something here to make sure that there was space for women to be included here. And... (laughs) I remember very vividly the, the, the chiefs of police coming to us and saying, oh, y'all not marching. They, you have taken over the whole downtown. There's over 250,000 women there wow. and others there. And he showed it to us on the cameras like, oh, my God. You know, and so it was clear to me at that point that this could become what it should and what it has. And that's a movement and not just a moment. So we've worked the last several years to make sure. So the the year after we did, in fact, in 2018, we did two marches. Uh, We did one in in, uh, January to say, you know, um, it was a kickoff, you know, for the um, 
interim um, uh, campaigns and that we needed people to come out and vote like they had never voted before so we could help to you know, <clears throat> get a number of women and other progressive people into the uh, into Congress to look out, you know, to do the right thing for us or with us. And so we, you know, that the January was to get people revved up and, you know, get yourselves ready because we're going to march to the polls. Well, that one ended up being bigger than the one before. We had over 300,000 women, and that was amazing. Um, And then in October, we did a march to the polls, you know, where we focused on young people and first-time voters and, that worked out really, really well. Um, and so since then, we've just been planning, you know, marches and doing this year. We did something, obviously, because of COVID. We did something that was more um, internal, different, uh, but it still was good because we had uh, we had march activities. We did uh, Women's March Chicago as well as another uh, group of women's marchers did um, actions downtown and on the south side and then we also had a virtual uh zoom to the polls march which was awesome so you know the women are still and i would imagine after yesterday i'm gonna be meeting with them to start putting our plan together in terms of the response to yesterday as well as um our plan for um this upcoming year you know these first 100 days is there uh, so you have something specific you want to announce in terms of uh, marches that'll be happening in the next couple of weeks or has that not been uh, finalized yet? That has not been finalized. I know one thing that we have talked about um, is, uh, and this is something that President like uh, Biden and and uh, Vice President like Harris have has put out there is like you know do a day of service. So we're talking about joining them to do that. Uh, what that's going to mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. So as soon as I know, I'll let you go, home, but I don't know. This All right. Well, one of the uh, uh, things that emerged, I believe, from the energy in 2017 and uh, uh, is what went down in Georgia last mm-hmm. Tuesday. And I said, it feels like 20 years ago. I was so excited <laughs> within the aftermath. But it was pretty significant. A little, uh, and I think... Um, You've got to talk about it. We have to talk about it. We cannot let it pass. Uh, Raphael Warnock, a black man elected uh, statewide in Georgia, statewide. And he didn't push back. He didn't hold back. He was a progressive. He let it, yeah. his free flag fly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Ossoff, the kid, the young man, uh, he got elected statewide, uh, which was pretty amazing. Uh, and it, I, you know, it all started with uh, Stacey Abrams, in my humble opinion. She lost very bitter, tough race in 2018, still mm-hmm. stings. And she mm-hmm. just got herself up. Jackie, mm-hmm. Alchie, she said, I'm, I'm, she did. I'm not quitting. And she came back hard. That's right. It was a tremendous victory. Talk about it. She is amazing. I wish we could clone her. She, <laughs> to, to be honest with you, um, it, when he, uh, President like Biden was trying to make his mind up who he would choose as his running mate. Um, it was Kamala and her for me, you know, so either way would have been okay for me. Uh, I'm certainly fine with the choice that he made, but um, I, I just see such promise and future for her. She, um, 
Now, going back to Women's March, so Women's March uh, had has been or did do a lot of work with her in um, 2018 with uh, her campaign. And uh, when I say Women's March, that we Women's March Chicago is an affiliate of March On. March On is a national Women's March organization, mm-hmm. and we work. We have a uh, youth. Uh, arm to our organization it's called Future Coalition and so between the two of those organizations we went down to Georgia and just did a lot of work during that uh, election period we did bus tours and all kinds of stuff you know canvassing door knocking etc well we did the same thing uh, for this runoff election and I'm really proud of what we did but we certainly could not have done it without the leadership and guidance and just um, example of Stacey Abrams and people like her. We're on the ground and doing the work every day. Now, now Jackie, I have to admit, if confession time, I'm not going to rewrite history. I didn't think I didn't think the Democrats were going to win, both of them. I think, well, maybe one. I just was so used to um, the South being Republicans since Mm -hmm. ever, since George Wallace. You know, I mean... did you think the Dems were going to win? or I, You know, I did, and I'll tell you why. Uh, and you should know this about me by now, Ben. You know, I'm a woman of faith, and um, I claimed it. I prayed about it. I claimed it. And I felt like it was the time. I felt like um, here's the thing. So when I talked about the women's groups that, that were helping to support and do support their um, I'm part of a coalition. It's called Women to Win, and we did fundraising. We're we're a national, uh, nationwide organization or coalition, and so we did fundraising. Um, and and so we were able to get both candidates to come and speak to us. I was really impressed with them. I had heard both of them speak, you know, obviously on TV and other opportunities, but this was a smaller, select group of people. Um, and it seemed to me like you saw the real them. Not that they were pretending to be otherwise any other time, but you know how you you just like me and you talking. Now you're a little more laid back than if I was talking to, you know, a hundred people. So they they I was really impressed with them and their purpose for running. And they were, you know, they spent time talking to us about that. And so from that point on, because we even had a couple of people, women in our coalition who were like, oh, no, maybe, you know, they need a little this, maybe they need a little that. You know how women are. You just don't you know how to run stuff. And, you know, you got the legal people, you know, the attorneys, the this and that, everybody, they know, you know, stuff. And and uh, and I think that they were impressed with them afterwards, too. It's like, oh, they got this. So once we get, once we had that meeting with them, I was like, oh, yeah, we, you know, I we started, to, my sister and I did postcards. We had a little plan. I think I told you about this yesterday. We we wrote the postcards out. We took them to the post office, put stamps on them, and then um, I put them in an overnight to my cousin in Atlanta. And then she postmarked them from there. And, you know, we just had plans. Uh, and, and I did kind of threaten my family. <laughs> <laughs> you better make sure everybody that's, that's related to me, you better make sure that they're voting. But anyway, yeah. So um, 
yeah, uh, we, you know, it, it, it's just, I, th- I felt like they would win. I'm so proud and thankful that they did. Um, I think it's just time. You know, people are tired of this, this same old stuff, you know, and that's what um, they represented, Purdue and Kelly. That's what they represented to me, yeah. the same old, same old, yeah. you know. And so if we want to have, if we want to do different, we got to, you know, make different happen. You know, yeah. you can't, you know do the same thing and expect different outcomes. Right? Absolutely. And uh, I was, I've got to tell you, uh, I, I went from such a mood swing mm-hmm. because I saw in the aftermath of Tuesday's victory to oh, Wednesday, no. Wednesday's interaction. Oh, no. I was like, uh, is this the same country? Is this the same me? Is this the same day? It's like out of the twilight zone. But you know, I didn't think about that too. I, that, that's part of his plan too. I think, he, you know, all of that was him making sure even that got squashed, you know, um, because of all the mess that happened yesterday, you know, you know, he is the master distractor. Yeah. We've learned anything over this four years, these four years, he is a master distractor. Yeah. And that's why I urge before we move on to a local close with some local stuff. That's why I urge Jackie that people listen to this, uh, take your advice to heart and you can't do what we did in 2009, go to sleep. Nope. You know, I mean, I know it was a great thing when Barack Obama won. I was excited as everybody else, yeah. but we went to sleep and we, we have now paid for it in 12 years, 11 years of this stuff, Jackie. Yeah. No, We're going right. to sleep. That's right. That's right. Uh, and, uh, so anyway, let, let's hope we, uh, uh, lefties, liberals, progressives, whatever we are, have learned, uh, our lesson. All right, let's close with a little local stuff. You wanted to talk about uh, what the uh, movement going down at, uh, at Mercy Hospital, please yeah, so let everybody we know. Got, we got a coalition, a Chicago Health Care Equity Coalition, and it's comprised of a number of labor organizations, um, uh, doctors, nurses, um, our community-based organizations who are definitely on the ground doing the work every day. And, and so many of their um, members, uh, you know, and supporters live, not only live in the area, but they use Mercy, you know, as a healthcare provider. And so uh, it, it's just unconscionable how anyone could think of closing a healthcare facility like Mercy, with the history that Mercy has. Uh, and I'm talking about the good part. Now, we can talk about things that are not so good in all our, our healthcare system because we, and we should, and we should be embarrassed because we got the worst healthcare system in the world <laughs> to be the wealthiest country in the world. It doesn't make any sense. But anyway, um, we, we um, started, uh, I guess, back in, in, August started having, you know, some action speak outs about uh, Trinity, who is the group that owns Mercy, wanting to close or threatening to close Mercy. It's like, this makes no sense. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Well, we got a few pandemics. No, I feel, I feel about that. We got the pandemic <laughs> COVID. We got the pandemic of racism. We got the pandemic of injustices. But anyway. Um, so, 
The, uh, only the only the first pandemic is the one that a hospital can help you with, though. But yeah, I get your point. Help you with. Right, yeah. and and so you you know you got people that need hospital services, whether it's COVID related or otherwise, and you're going to shut them down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of those people cannot go to UFC, pull up, you know, in the driveway in the valley and jump out and go get taken care of. Similarly with uh, Northwestern, they can't pull up there and go. They might get stabilized, but that's as far as it goes. They need Mercy. Mercy Hospital is needed in this community. And so we've been working to, we, you know, we have um, biweekly actions and, and events. We've been working with elected officials. We've got people who, you know, and, and we've got national attention. So our thing is um, to not just focus on mercy itself, but the healthcare inequities that exist in the black and brown communities at large. And we want to fix that, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I'm old enough to remember when Michael Reese was uh, still in yeah. operation, which is right up the street uh, for mercy. Michael Reese, they let the city allow Michael Reese uh, to be closed. Then they, they abetted it by uh, choosing it as the site for the Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, and they tore, <laughs> tore it down. And they go, "Well, don't worry." I remember the time. Don't we got mercy? <laughs> yeah. just, don't worry, we got mercy. I remember <laughs> that's yeah. what the Daily's people were saying, and uh, yeah. now they're getting ready to close that down. And uh, I guess when the neighborhood "quote unquote" changes officially. Then they'll put a hospital back. Uh, it's yeah. like public schools. When the yeah. neighborhoods, when the moving black people out of a neighborhood, they close a public school, put up a charter. Uh, mm-hmm. And then when the neighborhoods officially change, oh, close the charter, put in a real public school. Yeah. That's how it goes in Chicago, Jackie Algy. Well, one of the things that we were able to do, and that's from the, the, the incredible work that this coalition has done the last several months, was to get a uh, unanimous vote from the board, uh, county board, uh, against closing it. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's a band-aid because they can still, you know, they've got another big hearing coming up on the 26th of January. So we're getting prepared, um, you know, um, so because we don't intend on, what we intend to do is take, is to get the uh, governor and others, you know, the governor, lieutenant governor, other people to, um, that have that are in leadership and have some, you know, power of influence, if you would, to help to convince um, uh, Trinity not to close. That's one thing. But then the other thing, I mean, not to close Mercy. But then the other thing is to um, there are a couple of offers to purchase Mercy, um, and you know, we need we need first of all, we need a moratorium on on closures of mm. hospitals, uh, safety net hospitals and hospitals in the black and brown communities. And for, as far as, as, it related, as it's related to mercy, we need to uh, take advantage of, you know, these offers to purchase it so that we can keep it open and, and revive it and bring it back to not only where it was, but certainly better than it was. 
All right, very good. Well, we'll be following that one. Uh, Jack, before I let you go, I want to uh, give a special thank you to you. Uh, at the start of every show, we uh, mentioned our sponsors. And uh, so we mentioned the Chicago Reader. We mentioned the Federation of Labor, young Bob Ryder, a uh, big, uh, good friend of the show. Um, we're going to add a new one, SEIU Healthcare, Jackie Algie. Uh, and uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, James James Muhammad, stop yeah. hiding behind. The, he likes to hide behind the camera like he's the yeah. man behind. Yeah. Everybody dangles from his strings. Yeah. Uh, and Greg Kelly, thank all three of you. Uh, and uh, yeah, so uh, Dennis will be redoing the uh, intro and uh, we'll be giving you guys a shout out uh, that you deserve. So thank you very much oh, from everybody. Yeah. Remember everybody yeah. at the Ben Jarowski Show, which is just me and Dennis. But anyway, you know. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And I know our president, Greg Kelly, is going to be glad to hear that he was very much in support or is very much in support of this partnership. And so we look forward to just all the possibilities that we have going forward. A lot of them. Greg Kelly. Yeah, Greg, we're bringing you back on the show. Going to get you a Bears update. Greg Kelly knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> big sports fan. One of the uh, big sports fans in, in labor I've, uh, is Greg Kelly. Anyway, uh, Jackie yes, Alchie. Oh, yes, he is. Yes. Who was the first one? I mean, I always say this. I think he gets irritated. But I don't really care. I, when the Bears drafted uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh-huh. Uh, Greg Kelly put it on his Facebook wall. Why did they draft this guy? <laughs> and every Bear fan knows that, like, there were so many better quarterbacks, but they right. were black guys. The Bears right. got issues right. with black quarterbacks. And uh, Greg Kelly sounded the alarm on that one early on. So, uh-huh. uh, all right, Jackie, take care. Stay safe. All and right, we'll you talk to you real soon. You and Dennis, you take care. Stay safe. I want to thank Jackie Al. She did an outstanding job, as she always does. And, of course, I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of Jordan, Illinois, without whom the show would be possible. And as DB, Darren Bailey, and Johnny Canizero will tell you, the one thing they agree on, they may not have figured out their narrative for what went down. Oh, uh, you put me with these guys. (laughs) The one thing they agree on is that back home at home, they call him Dr. D. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. See you tomorrow, everybody. That is correct.